0: This is Sean Mandoli, and I'm the pastor of Sanctuary LA, and you're listening to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I hope this message encourages and inspires you. Remember to follow us on social media, at my Sanctuary LA, and enjoy the message. Um, The Bible says the dead don't praise God. Somebody say amen. He is the living God, the Bible says. Somebody say amen. We are temples of the living God, the Bible says. Somebody say amen. Amen. He is the resurrection and the life. Somebody say amen. Amen. When he started this thing, he created Adam. The Bible says he breathed into him the breath of life. If there is any quality that stands out in Scripture and in the life of a believer, it's the life of God. It's the Pharisees, the religious people of his day that were dead and judgmental. And it was Jesus that came to give give life. If there's anything about our God that ought to be uh, something real in your personal life is that he is alive. I mean, we serve a living God. Every other God anybody worships, they're dead. Oh, he's quiet. Jesus is alive. I, this isn't a religious battle. This is the truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the life. There is no, you know, I'm all all about that life. Hashtag all about that life. What life? Jesus, the life. All about that life. We out you. All about that life. The life of God. The Zoe life. Jesus is alive. Hallelujah! Look at this here. I'm just going to share a few points with you here this morning. And then we'll get on out of here soon. All right? Are you guys cold out there? Is it, yeah, a little bit? Somebody's like, yeah. All right, here we go. Let's read this word. Let's read this word. Here we go. Luke chapter 4, verse, uh, Luke, sorry, Luke chapter 7, verse 11. Now it happened. This is a story of, uh, of uh, when Jesus was obviously still alive in his um, earthly life as he was walking around before the cross, before the resurrection. Now it happened the day after that he went into a city called Nain, that city's in, in in Iran, present day Iran, and many of his disciples went with him in a large crowd. And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man, a dead man was being carried out a dead man, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. Anybody ever go through anything that, that broke your heart? Anybody ever gone through anything? This is a bad situation. Her only son and she's a widow. Somebody say bad situation. I think right now, I think some people are going through some bad situations right now. I don't know what it is, but we all go through things. But here it is, Jesus steps steps on the scene and Jesus walks into a horrible situation. I'm just here to tell you right now that Jesus has a way of walking into horrible situations. Jesus has a habit of walking into your life when it seems maybe horrible. When it's maybe hurtful, maybe you're heartbroken, maybe you're, maybe you're lost, maybe you're confused, maybe you you got anxiety, maybe you're depressed, maybe you're suicidal, maybe you're in addiction. Whatever it might be, Jesus has a habit of walking and showing up to bad situations. He has, aren't you glad that he's not afraid of a bad situation? <laughs> I am so glad that when I was a teenager, smoking weed, eating mushrooms and dropping acid, and I came out. And Jesus gave me my mind back, but he came into my life right there. Bad situation. Didn't grow up in church. Came out of a lot of abuse and all that good stuff. Not good stuff, but all that stuff. And, and here's Jesus walking into a situation where a man is been carried out dead. He's the only son of his mother, and she's a widow. And a large crowd from the city was with her. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's great to have a lot of people with you. A lot of people for you, but I'm just here to tell you right now, only Jesus can do some things. She had a large crowd with her. She had the whole city. I'm sure that was great. I'm sure it felt good, but there's some things that they just can't do. Look at your neighbor and tell them, say, tell them, tell them, tell them this, tell them, tell them, I love you. All right, I love you. But, but there's, tell them this, but there's some things only Jesus can do for me. Say this with me, say, can't nobody. Do me like Jesus. All right, as amazing as I am to my wife. I mean, I am her king, okay? I am the priest of her home. I am her knight in shining armor. Amen. Come on somebody. buddy, I'm preaching good in here. I mean, this woman, she she got one set of eyes on me, it was over. She was like She was like, "Come over here, little white boy." <laughs> yeah. Why, what's so fun? Why are y'all laughing? As amazing as I am to her, as much as I do for her, come on somebody. There's only there's only some things that I can do. I can't. There's something that that woman right here needs from Jesus alone. Come on somebody. It's amazing as my wife is. It was a real busy week as a pastor. You know, leading up to Easter is always super busy, right? And like I was out late all week working in the office doing all kind of stuff. And my wife was like, "Um, dinner will be ready when you get home. I was like, you are a woman of God. Okay, As much as she does for me and and loves me the way she does, uh, there's some things that only Jesus can do for us. I'm here to tell you right now, the most amazing, loving, God-fearing people will fall short at times, and that is just the way it is. But I'm here to tell you that when Jesus shows up in your mess, things are going to start to change. Here it is. A large crowd from the city was with her. That's a beautiful thing. They surrounded her. When the Lord saw her, I'm here to tell you this morning that God sees you. He sees your situation. He sees your struggle, he sees it, he sees it. He sees it when you were lonely, he sees it when you were forgotten, he sees it. He saw every, every word spoken against you, every derogatory word spoken, he saw it. Every hurtful thing, he saw it. He walked up in there and he saw her. There was a lot of people, but Jesus saw her and there's a lot of people everywhere, but I'm here to tell you that Jesus sees you. He sees you. Why well, messed up again, Pastor Sean. He still sees you. I'm still working this thing out, Pastor Sean. He sees you. I'm still, I, I got in trouble with my mouth this week, Pastor Sean, but he sees you. So when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, do not weep. Well, I, it's amazing how, um, how Jesus challenged her to stop doing something before he did something. Mm-hmm. Somebody's say, mm-hmm. It's amazing how God could roll up on the sea. He knew what he was going to do. This is the thing. Your God is so confident. Jesus is so confident. He'll be like, stop weeping. Could you imagine if this woman had a little attitude? She'd be like, excuse me? I'm a widow, and my baby boy is dead. Talking about "Tell me stop crying. Man, you better watch yourself. None of you would have talked like that. I know. You sweet church people. But he's told her, stop weeping. He didn't do anything yet. And God God is so confident when he, when he, when he speaks something to you, when he deposits something in you, he, it's not for now. There's something he's going to do. He wants you to walk that thing out by faith. He wants you to take the step. He, he's in the habit of requiring something of you and you aren't ready to perform it. He, God is in the habit of surprising you with surprises you didn't ask for. Somebody say amen. amen. God is in the habit of blessing you in such a way that you say, Lord, this must be the devil. Anybody know what I'm talking about? He, he told her, look, stop weeping. Chill out, chill out. It's going to be all right. And she, I, I'll be honest with you. I would have been like, excuse me? Challenging me like that, Rabbi Jesus? rabbi yeshua right i know what this feels like you know um and and that's just how god works right um because i'll be honest with you i'm a planner any planners out there like you you so organized you 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 make people feel uncomfortable because you just got it together anybody you're like look i don't play games i'm on point i know where i'm going what i'm doing come on somebody snap your finger (laughs) come on, let's do this. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Some of you are like, no, I just like to have fun all the time. I just, it just happens to work out. Anybody, you just go for it and just having to work out. Come on. come on. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. You're like, what? Don't hate just because I don't plan. Come on. You got, right? I'm a planner though. I am. A, my wife and I, we're both planners. We're both, we like to plan. We like to organize and plan. We plan our vacations. We organize that around that. We we plan everything. I'm sure if I got around a really good planner, I'd, I'd, make, I'd pale in comparison. But generally speaking, my wife and I are planners. But you know what? Five months ago, I mean, I wasn't planning on getting her pregnant. You know what I mean? This was, this, I mean, I don't know how it happened. It just, He's it like, what? I wasn't planning on that. Anybody ever walk into something you didn't plan for? And you were like, you know what I tell people? I say, I, I probably told you this. This is my, this is my word. Um, are you excited? They say, are you excited? I say, I'm thankful. <laughs> thankful. That's a good word to use. I, I'm thankful. I'm, I'm, I was surprised and I'm thankful. It's a good surprise. It's a good surprise. But I'm telling you right now, I wasn't planning it. I, wasn't, I planned the first two. Planned it. Orchestrated it to the day. Well, not really, but I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, girl, you gotta, need to get pregnant like this week, okay? No, but we planned it. And Jesus steps on the scene. He's like, stop weeping. We've got this thing under control. God, God, will, I'm, I'm talking to some leaders in here. I'm talking to some people that feel called to pursue God at a high level here for a moment. And I'm here to tell you right now that God will require of you something you are not quite ready for yet. And that many times an indication that his hand is on it. Because if you got it all figured out and all planned out, chances are you got, you got to let go of something. You got to surrender. You got to let God work through it. You got to leave room for God to do what he does in the midst of your planning. Somebody say amen. amen. So he said, do not weep. Then he came, and here it is, and he touched the open coffin. Didn't even touch the boy. Didn't even touch the man. Did not even touch him. Touched the coffin. This is my first point. Everything God touches comes to life. Everything in your life, God touches. Everything God, li- that's, why, that's my prayer for my children. God, touch them. Touch Nico. Touch Gia. Touch the baby boy. Bless the baby boy in there. Lord, touch them. Got, God can touch everything God touches comes to life. Everything. He touched a blind man, and he saw. He touched a, a young girl. Infirmity left her body. He touched people, literally touched people that were demon-possessed. Demons left them. Everything God touches comes to life. Everything he touches comes to life. And sometimes that ought to be a prayer. God, just touch me, God. Touch my wife. Touch this house. Touch this church. Touch Boyle Heights. Touch this neighborhood. Touch my dreams. God, put your hand on it. Touch. Then he came and he touched the open coffin and those who carried him stood still. And he said, young man, I say to you, arise. Arise. My goodness, Jesus messing up the funeral, bringing life. Somebody say life. He's the resurrection and alive. So he who was dead, I'm here to tell you right now, if there's anything in your life dead. Today, you need to believe that it was dead. It was. It was dead. It was dead. Marriage was was dead, was, past tense. Dreams were dead. Purpose was dead. Hope was dead, was, past tense, was dead. And he sat up and began to speak. Now that would freak me out. I'm serious. Anybody ever seen, like, a, you know, like something where um, sometimes they're, they're in these uh, viral videos or something when an animal jumps out of somewhere, somebody's chasing a squirrel, you know? You ever notice, like, there's people crowding around? And anybody, like, w- if a squirrel was in your house or something or some rodent runner, like, you, would, you saw it, you'd be like, whoa, right? So you could imagine, like, uh, 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 this person's laying in there. Jesus touches them, and this man literally went, he's in the coffin, and he said, hey, what's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Whoa. Step back. What happened? So he was dead. He sat up. That's, That's like some like horror movie stuff right there. But it wasn't a horror story. It was the life of God, the life of Jesus coming up on the scene. It says, he who was dead sat up. He sat up and he spoke, and he pre- presented him to his mother. So beautiful. I-, I believe right there in that moment when he handed her son to her, uh, she began to get healed emotionally. She began to receive some healing emotionally. Somebody say amen. It said she began to receive some healing emotionally. I believe God wants to not only just bring things to life, but he wants to touch you in the process. He brought the boy to life, but he ministered to her. She- he saw her. Saw her in the crowd. Man, how about that woman with the issue of blood when she was pressing through the crowd? There was all kind of people in proximity to him, but only one got power. There's a lot of people in visible sight of Jesus, but only one got virtue. So not only does everything God touch comes to life, but everybody that touches God comes to life. And I don't know where one starts and where one ends, but it's just a touch. It's an old song, you know. He touched me. He touched me. And he made me whole. He touched me. How could I come out of what I came out of? All the abuse as a child. The drug abuse. The court cases. The restraining orders. And that God could touch me. I mean, in the middle of all that, he saw me. In the middle of Los Angeles, I believe God sees. He sees this neighborhood. He sees you. He saw her. He brought her son to her. Then fear upon all. Then fear came upon all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen up among us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him went through all Judea and all the surrounding region. Everything God touches comes to life my goodness that's all we need is a touch from him here's my second point and I just want to give you three more here and we'll close here soon he brings your personality to life brings your personality the things God wants he wants to bring you to life I heard a preacher say God's greatest gift to you is you, is the is the grace and ability for you to be yourself to be you, be yourself. Look at your name and say, be yourself. He brings your personality to life when God touches you he doesn't want to he doesn't want to push down who you are and and change in essence who he created you to be he wants to change us into his image and work those things out of us that are that are um, uh, uh, affecting us in a negative way he wants to take the sin out and put life in he wants to he wants to do all that but I'm here to tell you right now that he created you a certain way and you have a certain personality you have a certain approach to things you have a certain wit in the way you process and think and navigate things and God wants to bring that to life he wants to bring you to life it is Christ in you the hope of glory he wants to bring all that uniqueness of who you are the Bible says that we are we are wonderfully complex in Psalm 139 look at your neighbor and tell him say I'm complex but it is wonderful All right? So here we go. Psalm 30, verse 3. Psalms chapter 30, verse 3. Here we go. Oh, Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave. You brought my soul up from the grave. You you have kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. He brings your personality to life. That's what Jesus wants to do. He wants to bring who you are to life. Not try to make you like somebody else. Try to fit. No, you don't have to change anything about who you are if you feel that you need to do that to fit in somewhere. Chances are you don't fit in there because that's not where God wants you to fit in. Somebody say amen. Amen. He wants to bring your personality to life. God's life in us is not simply an event. It's a sustaining, eternal, consistent power keeping us full of hope and life he brings your personality to life here's the next one he brings his purpose in you to life if you're on the app you can do the fill in the blank but he brings his purpose in you to life you'd be surprised at how much of your pain is tied to purpose there's, there's so God will take anything And use it for his glory. I'm going to say this. God will take everything. Your pain. He will use for his purpose. Your experiences. He will use for his purpose. The things that break your heart. He will take and use for his purpose. Your gifts and abilities. He will take and use for his purpose. He brings his purpose in you. life. Hallelujah. Psalms 20 verse 4. Here it is. I just have a couple more scriptures here. Psalms 20 verse 4 says, say, may he grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your purpose. Bible says purpose in the heart of a man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. There's so much in you. I say this to our, our, our community all the time, that, that, that you are more profound and deep than you realize. That the God of the heavens and the earth, the creator of the universe created you. He didn't create you as a one-dimensional person. Which is, no, there's depth inside of you. There's a, there's, a, there's a well inside of you. The Bible says there's deep water inside of you. And God wants to draw out those things that are inside of you. He wants to bring your purpose to life. Here's my last point. He brings every promise to life. He brings every promise to life. Thank you, Siri, for that. Everything God touches comes to life. What was my second point? Come on. Brings your personality to life. Come on, say it when we say, he brings my personality to life. Say, them we say, everything God touches, everything God touches. comes to life. Come to life. Say, touch me, Lord. Touch, me, Lord. touch my neighbors. Touch, touch my family. Amen. Touch my heart. my heart. Touch my job. Touch, touch my finances. Yes, Lord. Say, touch my money, Lord. Touch my money. <laughs> Bring it to life, Jesus. Come on. Everything he touches comes to life. He brings your personality to life. What was the next one? Yeah, he brings his purpose in you to life. Everybody say this with me. Say, Lord, bring your purpose alive in me. Breathe life into your purpose. I'm a difference maker. I'm going to make a difference because of God's purpose inside of me. And I want to encourage you with that. And I'm going I'm to share my last point here uh, a little further, but... But you're called to make a difference. I'm here to tell you, you're called to make a difference. Um, Everybody God touches, he wants them to turn around and touch. If you receive mercy, he wants you to give mercy. You're called to make a difference. You're called somebody. Somebody's called to be affected by your life. Somebody is called. Somebody, you have an assignment. and, And that assignment is there are people that are in your future waiting on you. There's somebody you are called to touch that God wants to use you. To, there's somebody, there are people that you are called to touch the Christ in you, in your future. You are called to make a difference. He brings every promise to life. Say that with me. Say, He brings every promise to life. Say this with me. Say every promise God has said in his word belongs to me. I believe it. In Jesus' name. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 says this. For all the promises of God in him are yes. You mean to tell me I can overcome? Yes. You mean to tell me I could believe for healing? Yes. You mean to tell me that I can um, overcome the struggles of my past? Yes. You mean to tell me I can overcome addiction? Yes. You mean to tell me I can have a blessed marriage? Yes. Come on, anybody got any more yeses? Come on, what is it? Yes. Physical, spiritual, emotional, mental, yes. For all promises of God in Him are yes. In Him, amen. To the glory of God through us. I'm going to say it again. For all the promises of God in Him are yes. They are yes. And in Him, amen. To the glory of God through us. Promise. This is what it means in the Greek. This is what it means. This is what the word promise means. It means a legal term that refers to an officially sanctioned promise. God's announcement of design assur- divine assurance of good. It is God's announcement of divine assurance of of good. A promise is a legal term that refers to an officially sanctioned promise. Every promise in this word, everything God has said you are, you are. Everything God said you can do, you can do. Everything God has said about you in him is yes. The devil is a liar. God say yes. The devil will say no, it's not true. You say no devil, you're a liar. God say yes. The devil is a liar, and everything God said is yes for you. And you might say, well, Pastor Sean, why am I not receiving it? The Bible says through faith and patience you inherit the promises. you gotta, you got to work your faith. You got to work your patience through faith and patience. You inherit the promises. I'm here to tell you, Jesus died. He was buried. He rose again. And every promise in his word that is attached to what he died for, what he was buried for, what he was raised again for, is yes in your life. You single ladies, you say, man, I, 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 want, I want to get married one day. Yes. Yeah, I got one amen from a married woman. You say Pastor Sean, taking too long. Bible says yes. Faith and patience. You say, Pastor Sean, how much faith and patience does it take to get my Boaz? I don't know, but I'm telling you, yes. Come on now. It's quiet. Resurrection Sunday. Jesus is alive. Yes. Look at your neighbor and say, yes. Yell it at them loud. Look at them say yes. yes. Look at somebody say, Can I say yes. yes? Look at somebody, come on, say it again. Look at somebody say yes. yes. Say amen. amen. What does amen mean? It means so be it. It's not just what preachers say because they ain't got nothing else to say. It means so be it. It's done. Yes. Can I succeed in this life, Pastor Sean? according to the word of God, in the will of God. Yes. Somebody say yes. yes. People would be like, how was Easter service? Oh, it was great. Preacher just kept yelling yes the whole time. I didn't really learn anything. I mean, it was great. It was, but yes, that's what you need to do. Your little Easter brunch, a little, whatever you're going to do. Just be like, how was church? Yes. That's a yes. Come on now. That's what you need to say to the devil when he's lying to you, trying to push you down. Yes! Your sons are gonna, your your children are are gonna be just as jacked up as you were as a kid. Devil, you're a liar. Every promise is yes. Come on now. Where's where's your where's your where's your Christian resurrection power, believers? You are not a victim. You, 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 are not, you are not struggling through life. That might be a condition at times, but hear me, I'm telling you, Jesus is alive. Yes. Every promise is yes. Yes, yes, yes. 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 There's, a, there's a gospel song with that somewhere. I know there's a yes in it somewhere. Come on. Where's my gospel singers at? Get on up here. For all the promises of God in him are yes. And in him, I just want to encourage you here, yes. I'm here to tell you today, you're, you're, yes. Yes, you can. No, you don't have to be broke, busted, and disgusted. And whatever that means, I'm just using that as a as language to describe maybe the struggle in life. I'm here to say God's promises are yes. And you, you need to say it. You need to, like my wife said, the same authority Christ has in Christ is operating through me. You are not a victim. Pastor John, I made some bad decisions. I know you did. I know. I know. Some of us more than others. But that doesn't take away God's promise over your life. And if you have to start over again right now, do it. Some of you need to start over right now just in your mind. Quit letting the devil beat you up all the time. Don't let him do that. He's a defeated foe. That's what Easter's all about. He's defeated. Jesus said, I got got the keys to the grave and Hades. Meaning physical death and spiritual death. I got authority over both. For all the promises of God in him are yes. <laughs> it feels good saying it. I'm almost done. Got the organ in the back. Come on now. Yeah, Jesus. Come on in, Jesus said it, every promise of God is yes, and in him, amen. To the glory of God through us. Promise of God through you. Yes and amen means certain, it means true. Expresses emphatic assertion, so be it. Here it is, my last scripture. Everybody's standing. Everything God touches comes to life. He brings your personality to life. He brings His purpose in you to life. He brings every promise to life. So I want you to walk out of here today going, man, there's some promises, and they are yes over my life. Promises, success, everything you put your hand to will prosper. Your relationships, your language, your words, your ears, your eyes, your outlook, your, your future. Promise. Blessed. Blessed. I say this all the time. I'm blessed coming in, blessed going out. I ain't ain't nobody special, but he is. And I got Christ in me. And Christ is who is special to the Father. And he's in me. So I get whatever he gets. I'm with him. I'm just with him. I'm just with him. I'm just with him. Here it is. Revelation chapter 1, verse 18. This is it. We're going to close with this. Look at your neighbor and say, every promise is yes. Come on, tell them. Every promise. You say, Pastor Sean, my marriage is going good, and now I don't know. Yes. Pastor Sean, man, I I succeeded a time or two and bankrupt or financially just, man, I've done good. I know how to make money. I don't know how to keep it. Yes. Take Financial Peace University to help you out. All the people in my connect group, say amen. Amen. (laughs) Here it is. Revelation chapter 1, verse 18. I am he who lives. This is Jesus. And was dead. Everybody say, was dead. dead. I want you to say this with me. Say, my dreams were dead. My relationships were dead. My emotional state was dead. My soul was dead. Was. Say it again. Say, was. Everybody say, was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. I am he who lives. Come on, give God some praise. I am he who lives and was dead and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. Oh, death, where is your victory? Sometimes we like to associate that with the person of Jesus. But what about your life? Oh, death, death of my dreams, where is your victory? Death of my marriage, where is your victory? Death of my mindset, my way of thinking, where is your victory? He has the keys, the authority over those things. Hallelujah. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I know there's people in here, it's time for you to say yes to Jesus right where you are. I'm not going to embarrass you or anything like that. But if that's you in this room, you say yes. It's time for me to say yes to Jesus. Say yes to Him. To open up my heart and my life to Him. The one who has the keys of Hades, of hell, and of death. The authority over those things. Physical death and spiritual death. He has authority to deliver us from them. Thank you for listening to the message. If you've been encouraged and inspired, give us a great review and share it with a friend today. Also, if you're ever in the L.A. area, join us for one of our powerful weekend gatherings. For more info and directions, follow us at My Sanctuary L.A. Be blessed.